0: Ashley Brock, reading Diane Palmer's book, Snow Kisses, Chapter 5. Molly was curled up on the sofa next to the tall blonde man who was going to be her husband. They both jumped when Cat deliberately slammed the door behind Abby and himself. Oh, hi boss. Jerry Ridgely grinned, looking over the sofa back with dancing blue eyes. Hi Abby, welcome home. "'Thanks, Jerry,' she said, grinning back. she knew him almost as long as Melly had. "'One of the advantages of growing up in a country like this "'was that you knew most everybody from childhood onward. "'Gave people a sense of security to know that something stayed constant.' "'Staying for the wedding?' he asked, and Mellie smiled at her sister. "'I wouldn't miss it for the world,' she promised, "'which reminds me, Melly," "'She had a stick in her hand to the breast. "'I roughed out some sketches for your wedding dress. "'They're in my suitcase.' I'd love to see them, Ellie says. You sure you don't mind making it up for me? Don't be silly. Of course I don't mind. Sometimes I wonder why I got into modeling when I love designing so much. Abby said, modeling. We're a reminder of New York, which brought back all the memories. And turn away your eyes, Cloudy. Melly got to feet. Let's go see if Calla has the berry color dish out. She said it, catching Abby's arm. Can you, me- can you men live without us? Cad can. Jerry Lackman told the tangle. room. But I'll have trouble, sweetheart. So hurry, will you? <laughs> sure. Could, and a tone that was meant for the four men alone. She waits and tugged Abby along with her. Closing the door behind them. Hey! That's enough, stupid dogs. Have you and Cat been at it again? She asked Abby as soon as the door was closed behind him. He looks like a thundercloud and you're flushed. He's pr- persistent as... Oh get out, Abby He nearly backed me into a corner of the kitchen just now. He's not gonna worm it out of him, me, Melly. Can't talk to him about it. I can't Melly sighed and Oh, Abby, I hope you might be able to once the two of you were alone. Talk to catch? <laughs> oh my my god. I have had time to do it to defend myself. He's even worse than I remember. Why does he hate my career so much? You really don't know, do you, Melly? My murder <laughs> Abby ignored that, wrapping her arms her now got into the truck, and I tried to hit him, and when he grabbed my wrist, he's so strong. He's also cat, she said. He'll never hurt you, not the, not the longest day as he lived. I, him. I want a miracle, I guess. I want cat to touch me and make the fear all go away. That could still happen, Melly said to Godfrey. But you have to give it time, and telling Cad the truth would be a heck of a start. For God's sake, Abby, it wasn't your fault. So everyone tells me, she so decided, let's go help Callia. I just want to get my mind on something else right now. It will well, all work out somehow, I suppose, someday. She carried that thought all through the long evening, watching Cad sit in the big chair and smoke cigarette after cigarette while he went over paperwork with Jerry and drank two neat whiskeys after the delicious dessert Calia put before them. Cad was so good to look at. He always had been for four years since he kissed her for the first time hadn't changed him very much on the surface. He was so overpoweringly masculine, strong capable, and as tough as well-worn leather. She watched the way his hands held the sheets of paper in the firm grip. They were tanned and sprinkled with dark hair. He didn't wear jewelry of any kind. The watch strapped around his wrist had a thick leather band and a dial that did everything except predict the future. He went in for utility, not style, but he managed to look like a fashion plate for all that, even in worn jeans and a faded shirt. He had a big, powerful body, and it was all steely muscle. cab was just plain man, and he stood out anywhere, looked up once, caught her gaze, and she felt just a touch of the old magic, but she looked away, and only the fear was left. Later, Mellie went into the bedroom with Abby. They sat on the old bed that had been Abby's from girlhood, and went over the wedding dress plans. It's just magnificent, Mellie, but it would take forever for you to make it. A week in my spare time, Abby Grant. You really like it? I love it. She traced the design with a crush It's the best design I've ever seen. You ought to sell it. Sell your wedding gown, Abby. Do I look like I have a cash register for a heart? Don't be silly. You know very well what I mean. It's good, Abby. It's really good. You're wasted showing other people's designs. Thank you for thinking so. Abby said with a smile. I'm not the only one either. Did Jessica Dane ever get in touch with you? Millie really asked. She's absolutely raved over that dress you made me last summer. The boutique owner? Emily really asked. No, actually. I was kind of hoping she might. I do love designing, Millie. feels as if my modeling, I as if modeling is burning me up. I stay tired all the time, and I had no social life at all. The money's nice, she added quietly, but money isn't worth much. a long one, if you're unhappy. I'm not. Will you mind if I tell you that I never thought you would be? Her sister asked saw. his You pretended it was what you wanted, but I saw right through you. Abby stared at her saying, I hope nobody else did, she said. He's 36 now, Melly reminded Inevitably, he'll marry sooner or later. Abby left with him. Will he? He hasn't exactly been in a and hurry to commit himself to anybody. You know what he used to say about marriage? That it was a noose, only a fool stuck his head into. Him. He's a lonely man, Abby came to surprise and play. <laughs> i know better than anybody i work for him i see him every day he works himself into the ground but there are still evenings when he sits on the porch by himself just stares off into the horizon that hurt Abby turned her face away to keep miller from seeing how much he could have any woman he wanted she said forcing herself not let her voice she emotion she said he used to stay out with some women or other every day i was here so he let you think, Melly murmured. He runs three ranches, a corporation the size of a small city. And in his spare time, he sleeps. When does he have the time to be a playboy? I'll grant you, he's got the money to be one, even if he weren't so good-looking. But he's a pur- puritan in his outlook. It even makes him uncomfortable when Jerry kisses me in front of him. Just like Donovan, she could remember to fun. Remember the night you were kissing Danny Johnson on our front porch? Donovan rode by with Cat? Woo! I didn't think Danny would ever come back again after that lecture. Neither did I. Not even in an overdeveloped sense of propriety. No wonder Kat's got so many inhibitions. Of course, being brought up in a small place like Shania Lounge, only you could call Montana a small place. Yeah. <laughs> this little teeny corner of it I met came near I bet you get culture shock every time you come here from New York, Shania. No, Abby denied. guys <laughs> wouldn't go so often. It's like homecoming every time. I never realized how much I miss it until I come back. I stand at the window, hoping for a glimpse of Cad. Melly said quietly, nodding when I was, Oh, yes. I've got you at it. You watch him with such love in your eyes, Abby. As if the sight of him would sustain you to any nightmare. Abby was Stop that. i wear my heart out on him, and you know it. No, she said firmly when Melly started to speak. No more, Melly. You do love Jerry, don't you? She had a concern replacing the brief flare-up of her attention. Unbearably, We fought like animals the first few weeks I worked here When I came home from business college But then one day he threw me down in the hay and fell on me And we kissed like two starved lovers He asked me to marry him on the spot And I said yes without even thinking We've had our disagreements But there's no one I'll ever love as much <laughs> Every thought about being pushed out and falling on And struggled with the reaction <laughs> millions. Sorry, I used to say quickly talk to you now I didn't think about how it might sound to you. It's just the thought of being helpless, she said in a suppressed tone. Melly, men are so strong you don't realize how strong until you try to get away. You can't don't think about it, Melly said softly. Come on. We'll go we've got the site on the trimmings for this dress. Kelly has a big full of materials samples she got from the fabric store. We'll look through them and she'll go into town and get what you need tomorrow, okay? Okay, Abby woman. I love you, she said a rare outburst of emotion. I love you too, Melly returned, smiling as she drew. Now, here, this is what I like, especially, she pulled out a swatch of material and the girls stripped it into a discussion of fabrics that lasted until bedtime. I wish for the next few days... Reacquainting herself with the ranch. She was careful to keep out of the way of the men and Cad, but she trudged through the barns looking at calves and sat on the bales of hay in the loft and remembered back to her childhood on her family's ranch. It was part of Painted Ridge now, having been bought by Cad at Jesse Shane's death. It would have gone on the auction block otherwise, because neither Melly nor Abby had any desire to try to run it. Ranching was a full-time headache, best left to experts, when the snow melted and the weather turned spring-like again, Abby wandered through the gates up to the grassy hill where a small stand of pines stood guard. She settled herself under one of the towering giants. It was good to breathe clean air, to sit and soak in the cool green peace and untouched beauty of this land. Where else were there still places like this when you could look and see nothing but rolling grassy hills that stretched to the horizon with tall ragged mountains on the other side and the river that cut like a wide ribbon through it all? Cat had liked to fish in that river in the old days when Donovan was still alive to assume some of the burden of the business. Abby went with him occasionally watching him land big bass and crappy rainbow trout and channelled fish catfish. The nice thing about cadd she thought dreamily was that he had such a love for the land and its protection. He was constantly investigating new ways of improving his own range service to protect the natural resources of his state. Her eyes turned toward the gate as she heard a horse's hooves and she found Cab riding up the ridge toward her on his big black gleading. He sat a, a horse so beautifully reminding her of a western movie hero. He was all muscle and grace and she respected him more than any man she ever known. He reined in when he returned, reached her and swung one long leg around the pumble, smoking cigarette in his lean dark hands as he watched her from under the wide brim of his grace. That's Slumming, his Model. He teased with a face smile. This is the place for it, she said, leaning back against the tree to smile up at him. Her long, pale hair caught the breeze and cur- curved around her flushed cheeks. No wonder. Isn't it peaceful here, she said? No wonder the Indians fought so very hard to keep it. His dark eyes now. A man does fight to keep the things he wants most, he said, magnantly studying Why do you wear those damn baggy things? He demanded no. Nodding toward her bulky shirt and loose jeans, she shrugged in their business They're comfortable, she said inodically. They look like hell. I'd rather see you in transparent blouses, he added coldly. "Right, You letrous old thing, he chuckled softly, deeply, a sound she hadn't heard in a long time made him seem younger. Only with you, honey, he said softly. I'm the soul of chivalry around most women. Her eyes searched his eyes. You can have any woman you want these days, she murmured happily. And isn't it hell of a shame that I have such a fussy appetite, he asked. He took a draw from the cigarette cigarette. I'm a busy man. You look at Sigrid studying the dusty jeans that encased his hard, powerful legs in his scuffed brown boots and sweat-stained dem- denim shirt. There was a black mat of hair under that shirt and a muscular chest that you remember desperately wanting to touch. It's spraying, he reminded me. Cattle, to doctor, calves to separate and brand, and herds to move up the summer pastures as soon as we finish Roundup. Hay to plant, machinery to repair and one place. Temporary hands to hire for Roundup, supplies to get in. If it isn't one damn thing, it's another. And you love every minute of it, Excuse you die anywhere else. Amen. You finish the cigarette and tossing Crush that out for me, will you, honey? It's not dry enough for it to cause a grass fire. She reminded me what you got up and did it awesome back in the old days indians and white men would stop fighting to battle grass fires together he told her with grin. they're still hard to stop even today she looked up at him tracing his shadowed face with eyes that arched for what might have been you look so at home in the sad shit. <laughs> i grew up in it He he's trying to step on my boot and come up here i'll give you a ride home it's a good thing you don't ride a horse the way you drive, she is, sir. That's not a good way to get reacquainted, he said shortly. It's only the truth. Donovan wouldn't even get in a truck with you, she reminded. Although I have to admit that you're a pretty good driver on the highway. Thanks for nothing, are you coming or not? She wanted She wanted it and dreaded the closeness. He was so very strong. What if she panicked again? What if he demanded an answer to her sudden nervousness? Abby, he said something. His voice was full of 30 authority, as if he was tossing on her. Come on. She reacted to that automatically and took his hand, tingling as it slid up her arm to hold her. She stepped definitely onto the toe of his boot and the stirrup and swung up in front of him. He drew her back against him with a steely arm. She felt the powerful muscles of his chest as her shoulder but at her shoulder was comfortable. Yeah. shortly. I'm fine. She replied, a voice That was unusually high-pitched. He eased the horse into a candle. You'll be more comfortable if you relax, little one. He murmured, I'm no threat. (laughs) That was what he thought. She told herself, reacting wildly to the feel of his body against her back. Smelled of leather and cow and tobacco in his breast, side over her head, into her loosened hair. If only she could relax instead of sitting like a fire poker in his light embrace. But he made her nervous, just as he always had. He made her feel vulnerable and soft and hungry. Despite the bad experience in New York, he appealed to her senses in ways that unnerved her. (laughs) She chuckled softly, and she said, "What's so funny?" She muttered above the sound of the horses who was striking her. "You are," should I be flattered that you're afraid to let me hold you on a horse? My God, I didn't realize I was so devastating at close range. Or he had a musing, Is it that I smell like a man who's been working with cattle? Laughing, bubbling up inside her. It had been years since she and cattle spent <laughs> any time <inaudible> alone. <inaudible> Forgot it's dry since we were. Sorry, she said. I've been away longer than I realized. Big arm tightened for an instant and relaxed. She let him hold her without a struggle. His strength was less intimidating now than it had been the last time. As if the nightmare experience were truly fading away in the scope and bigness of this country where she had grown up. She felt safe, safer than she felt. Four years, remember bed. except for a few days here and there, when you could tear yourself away from New York. So she went out with indignation. Are you going to start that again? I never stopped it. You just stopped listening. His arm contracted impatiently for an instant, and his warm breath was on him. When are you going to grow up, Abby? Litter isn't enough for a lifetime. In the end, it's not going to satisfy you as a woman. What is? She going to live with some men and raise children? He seemed to freeze as if she would threw cold water in his face. She was sorry she said that. She hadn't meant it. She was just getting back at him. It. It's more than enough for women out here, he said shortly. She stared across the horizon, loving the familiar contours of the land, the shape of tall trees, the blueness of the sky. Your grandmother had ten children, didn't she, Dad? She has to remember the photos of the lower-end family. Of yes, actually. There wasn't much choice in those days, honey. Women didn't have a lot of control over their bodies like they do now. And it took big families to run ranches and farms. She agreed. Swing back against him, throwing his muscle ripple with the motion of the horse. Her eyes closed as she drank the sensation of being there. It was more than that, he remarked as they put People in love want children. She laughed a lot. I can't imagine you in love, she said. It's completely out of character. What was it you always said about never letting a woman put a ring through your nose? He didn't laugh anything. He seemed real cold. You don't know me at all, Abby. You never have. Who could get close enough? She asked, well, You've got a wall 10 feet thick around yourself, just like Donovan had. Must have been a McLaurin trait. When people come close, they can hurt. He said, I've had my fill being cut to the quick. I can't imagine anyone brave enough to try that. She told not can you? He sounded gorded. And the arm that was holding her taunted. She got a glimpse of his face as he leaned down, opened the gate between them, and the horse and its hardness unsettled her. It looked hurt somehow. She couldn't understand. Cat. She remembered before he straightened, his eyes looked straight into her. She trembled at the intensity of the glare. It's a print. One day you'll push you hard. He's like, "Well, I'm not made." And stone, despite the fact that you seem to believe I am, I let you get away with murder when you were younger, but you're not a child anymore, Abby. The kid gloves are off. Do you understand me? How could she help it? Her heart shuddered with mingled fear and excitement. And voluntarily her eyes went to his hard mouth, and she remembered vividly the touch and taste and expertise of Don't worry, Cat. I won't seduce you. She promised, to try to sound as if she were teasing him in a sophisticated way. He caught her chin, forced her eyes back up to him, and she jumped. The I could have had you that night at the swimming pool, Abigail, Jennifer, Shane. He reminded her with so this month, we're both four years older, but don't you, um, don't think you're immune to me. If you start playing games, you could goad me into doing something with both regret. <laughs> she tried to breathe normally and failed miserably. She forced her eyes down, to the horse rises from his chest and then closes just because i had a huge crush on you once don't get conceited and think i'm still stupid enough to moon over you cat she bit off the words set him off his eyes flashed and all at once he had her across the saddle over his knees with her head risen in the crook of his arm she struggled frightened by strength Has she been afraid from the beginning that she would know how conceited i am abby he ground out, bending his head to hers. One glance into those blazing eyes was enough to that he wasn't teasing. She groaned helplessly as his hard mouth crushed down on hers in cold, angry possession. Might have been so different if he'd been careful, had given in, having getting into a simmer. But she was too frightened to think rationally. It's New York all over again, and a man straight was holding her helpless with a merciless mouth ground against her own. Though she feared, though. The fear she thought she felt had trembled, but she could be sure her mind was focused only on the hard pressure of his mouth, the painful tightening of his arms. Suddenly she began to fight. She hit him with her fists anywhere she could. And when the shock of it made him lift his head, she screamed. An indescribable expression washed over his features and seemed to go pale. a young back against his arm, her pale brown eyes from terror, her lips bloodless. She stared up at him, her breast rising her for him. My God, what's happened to you? Yes, in shock on her tone. She swallowed nervously, her lips trailing with an action. Body. Goes, Please don't handle me roughly. She pleaded, her voice changing high. His eyes narrowed, glittering. His face went rock hard as he searched. What well, made you come in, Rabbit? He demanded. What drove you out of the city? Her eyes closed. And said, I told you I was tired. She choked out, tired. He said something to her. A terrible one of his breath was straightened, moving we away from him. It was all right, he said. When her eyes flew open, I'm only going to let you sit up. She boarded his peers to Trinity, saving quickly erect with her back to him. Horse, if you can't bear to be judged, there has to be a reason, he said to me. You've been hurt some way. we fighting. I asked you if you've been knocked around by a man. and You denied it. But well, you lied to me, didn't you, Abby? There you go. All this fuss because you kissed me against my will, and I fought you. She burst out. Are you so conceited that you think I can't wait to fall to your eyes? Cat, he didn't say a word. He rode up. The front steps and abruptly set her down on the ground. She stood by the horse for a long moment before she looked up. Thanks for the ride, she mentioned. He lit a cigarette and was smoking it quietly. His face was on You're gonna tell me what happened sooner or later. Nothing happened. She left her room. I didn't wind up with rearrangers in a corporation because I'm an idiot. He You didn't come rushing down here a month earlier just to help Melly get ready for the wedding. And if it Damn sure it wasn't because you were dying for the sight of me. You were sitting too close to the truth. Just do what you like, great white racher. Abby, she rolled her even eyes blazing as a gorgeous beauty and anger as a sunburst with her pale hair making a frame for her delicate face and wide brown eyes. What? His eyes went over her from toe to head while cigarettes were playing. Don't fight me. It was like having the breath knocked out of her. She looked up at him and felt the anger drain away. You're so gorgeously masculine, so handsome. I said, Then don't hurt me, she said quietly. That no, works both ways. Well, the other ones, my i will have to use dynamite or hard cat. This is our country. I don't have time for limp-wristed cunt- courtesies you city woman swear by and mint. Sophistication doesn't make a man Procurious return. I like a polished man. His darker one. No, not always. But there is a time when I could look at you and make you blush. That old crutch. She said. I thought the sun rose and set on you. All right. Which made a career pushing me away, didn't you? You were eighteen, damn it. He shouted. Eighteen to my thirty-two. I felt like a damn fool when I left you that night. I should have never touched you. One beautiful memory in her life, and he was sorry it had happened. If she'd ever wondered how he really felt inside his shell, she knew now. She lowered her eyes and turned away. She walked to the house without another word, without a backward glance. As she went up the steps, she imagined she heard him swear, but when she looked back, he was riding away. Abby brooded about the confrontation for the rest of the day. At the supper table, it was patently obvious to Melly and Jerry that something was wrong. Even Callie walking back and forth to serve up the delicious beef... The ranch was famous for the accompanying dishes. Com- commented that the weather sure had gotten cold quick. Cad finished his meal before the rest of them. A little cigarette over a second cup of coffee. I've got those reports printed out with wherever you want them, Cad. I'll look them over now. Jerry, come on when you finished. We'll have to make a decision pretty quick about those cows. We want to sell off. Jake White wants a few dozen herd for embryo transplants. Want some cheap, too, Jerry laughed. I reckon he thinks our coals will be the very thing to carry his purebred Angus. Melly grinned at him, aware of Abby's sitting. Oh, the adventure, the advantage is the cattle breeding heffords throwing Angus caps without even the joys of natural conception. Chad gave her a hard lair and walked out of the room. Shame on you, Jerry muttered us. Started to enjoy the boss, embarrassing him that way. I'm just helping him lose some of his inhibitions, darling. Melly whispered back, blowing him a kiss before he went and left the room. He'll get even, Abby says, so only picking up her room. He always does. You can help him with those inhibitions, too, her sister said. Not me, he says. to <coughs> reply, "So don't worry. He can keep his hang-ups for all I care. Melly said. Why don't you and Cad start kissing and stop fighting? Ask him if you are going to get enough. It's one and the same thing with Cad. If you want to know, I've got a frightful headache, Melly. Say goodnight to the others for me, will you? And she rushed upstairs without another word, for Melly could ask the question that were forming on her lips. Abby hadn't had a nightmare since she arrived at the ranch, but after his conversation with Cad, it was almost inevitable that it would reoccur. And sure enough, it did. She woke up in the early hours of the morning screaming. Even as the sounds were dying away, her door burst open. Cad came storming into the room, flashing over a light with Melly at his heels. End of chapter 5